Good morning. Good morning. It's Wednesday, I think. Is it Wednesday? I have no it is. Idea. It is Wednesday. It is a Wisdom Wednesday. It's Wisdom Wednesday. We're going to talk about a lot of great stuff. It is Wacky Wednesday because we got some great headlines to talk to you about. Um, but um, today, man, you get to speak. I'm pumped. Yeah, super excited to uh, continue to do work with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and tomorrow's leaders. And we're going to be at Brand Star. You know, we had Cindy Metzler on last Friday who gave us a great overview of what the event's going to look like. And uh, super excited to step in front of everybody, get to share some knowledge. Really excited to share the stage with Lori, of course. And uh, it's going to be really awesome. Looking forward to it. uh, I'm going to call, like pull the dad card and say, for me, it's going to be great sitting in the audience watching you do your thing. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know that it gets better. You know, I think for me, it's better than me being on stage. I know the thrill and I enjoy it. But, uh, you know, for you getting the stage, you've earned it. You put out great content, great wisdom. You've taken everything that I've taught you and sort of made it your own. And that's really special. And now uh, people will get to hear it. So if you want to come hang out with us, it'll be me. It'll be Jake. It'll be Shay. Um, hanging out. So I think there are some tickets still avail- available. It's a cool venue. Come out and hang with us. Shay, can you, you throw can. the link? There you go. Awesome. There you go. And if you want to watch it virtually, um, there it is. So uh, Paul Rustin's in the house, man. It's been been a bit from our friend. Uh, Ed Murgatroyd, too. I haven't seen Ed in a while. So glad to have some old faces back in the huddle. So, uh, Paul Rustin, the opportunity may arise for me to actually see you in person because um, we talked about Genesis. Genesis actually finishes their North American tour this month. They finish up in Boston. Then they take two months off and they start again in London in March. And I am considering going to that show. So You know who uh, will not be going to that show? That would be you. (laughs) <laughs> that would be me. It would be one month old in the house at that point. <laughs> uh, in March? Yeah, a- April. Oh, no, it no. won't be born yet, so it'll be early. Right. I'm definitely not right. leaving. But you're still- <laughs> I'll be on red alert at that point. So uh, we got a lot of content today. <laughs> we got a lot of content today, but none better than our quarterly slash holiday dinner with Andrew Cadenig. It's always fun. It's always exciting. Um, he's incredibly bright. And so it is always challenging to us. Um, so we had dinner at Flagler Steakhouse. We had some food. We had some wine. We had unbelievable conversation. But Shay, show me the gift giving. Uh, oh, awesome, bro. What do you oh, think? I love him, bro. Yeah? yeah. I need to get at this level. <laughs> For those who can't tell, <clears throat> those are red patent leather Nikes. Um, Jordan 1s. They're not Nikes. They're okay. Jordan 1s, which there's just something about wearing Jordans. Um, you know, it's cool that we were able to get him a pair of patent leather I remember when you bought me my pair of patent leather when I was 10 Mm -hmm. and that sent me on a journey for my life. There's just something about wearing Jordans on your feet and especially those 
that you just feel different. It, you match the outfits different. So it's super cool to see how excited he was about getting Jordans as well. So I went down that road and I got the big X from Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, nope, I don't think you'll have to uh, you'll have to stick with the Ferragamo. So one other housekeeping note before we do uh, wake up music. Um, last week we had Kim Kalpon, Kim's partner in crime is Shelby um, Merriweather, and Shelby actually joins Kim today live. She is getting in front of the camera for the first time. So uh, as we do with everybody here in the huddle, we support each other. So if you can make uh, what today at one o'clock, make sure to catch uh, the debut of the Shelby May Merriweather show. It it's be, cool uh, that they'll be talking about how to do LinkedIn live. You yeah. know, it's a great topic to be talking about. They obviously do a great job with it. So I hope everybody tunes in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's get to some wake-up music. It's Wednesday, wake up. Then we have Wacky Wednesday. Then we have Wisdom Wednesday. Stay tuned because there's a lot coming your way. Outrageous. Before you jump into the wacky content, just a shout out to Hayden Kassan, who met with Rich Rogers, who is a part of the Noodleberg Network and is becoming a member of Six Degrees. Awesome. So, something so cool. I saw him post about it on uh, on LinkedIn and was like, what a small world. I did not see that. But uh, do you know who created all of the branding? For the Six only Degrees? reason I brought it up. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. So, you know, we like to bring you current events, um, headlines, and, you know, we're living in a wacky world. It's Wednesday. You got, you know, sometimes it's just wacky. There's so many crazy things you just never know. And so I came across this uh, that happened in Home Depot. Shay, show me this news report. Moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments. And that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? That's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. When I get up early, I start doing research and stuff. I came across that. I've been laughing for two hours. I mean, it's been, it's been absolutely hilarious. But we do need to get serious. And one of the best ways to get serious is to ask questions. We talked about it yesterday. Um, I had a first date, a first meeting that uh, we posted about. Part of that stuff is the first time you meet somebody, he's got to ask a lot of questions to get to know them. Um, so I have a question for you. The question was posed by Seth 
Godin, who I love, and he just bakes this. This could take the whole show, and if it did, it would be fine. Hmm. Do you feel rich? I absolutely feel rich. So talk to me about that, because be, um, feeling rich is not the same as being rich. So it and I think it depends on how you define the word rich. Like what when I think of rich and somebody asks me, do I feel rich? I think of a chocolate cake, right? A chocolate cake is rich. It's full of flavor. It's just, you know, it's dense. It's got so much, you know, different, so many different components to it. That's the way I feel about being rich in my life. I don't necessarily think about it financially. I think about it as do, am I surrounded by quality people? Do I love what I do on a daily basis? Do I have a routine that makes me feel fulfilled? Do I feel like I have purpose and I'm making an impact? Those are the questions that I ask myself. And that to me equates to being rich. I love it because being rich, and this is very, very significant, is a choice. You know, there are people who do not have financial resources yet believe they are the richest people in the world. They, uh, they understand and experience love and camaraderie and support. It has nothing to do with money. Money is a story that people tell themselves. Henry, bingo. If you have health, you know, health is rich. People who have all the money in the world and are really sick are not rich. You know, so exactly. it's really, it's a story that you tell yourself. And, you know, what's interesting is that when there are these market corrections, billionaires who lose money basically on paper give less. Now, they're still way more wealthier in terms of dollars than most of the people, you know, that you and I would ever come in contact with. But they feel less rich because they don't have the, the paper. The intangible, them, right. The intangible. So I thought it was a great way to sort of pose that to the huddle. If you have comments, keep doing that. Um, but the sum of all of that is that it's all in the brain. We're going to switch to some wisdom. You know, the choices you make, the soundtrack, the talk track that's going on in your brain. But here's a little motivational music to say that no matter what, it's all right. Got spaghetti and a cheap bottle of wine. Don't need no concert in the city. I got a stereo and the best of Patsy Klein. Ain't got no caviar, no Dom Perignon. But as far as I can see, I got everything I want. Cause I got a
fantastic. Nothing like a little uh, Darius Rucker in the morning. This was the comment I was looking for. Thank you, Lori, simpatico, our minds. So for me, you know, when I entered the business world, it was only about money. That's what I was trained to do is go out and make a lot of money and the rest would take care of itself. And clearly it didn't. There were so many voids in my life as I climbed that corporate ladder. And I speak about this often. The advice I was given is what happens if you climb the corporate ladder just to realize it was leaning against the wrong building. And I think that is true for a lot of young people who, and one of the reasons why I like mentoring is that they basically fulfill somebody else's dream, not their own. You know, you want to be a carpenter, be the best carpenter you can be, and you will do well in life, fulfilling passion. You'll have money, you'll have resources, but it's people who get into something that they don't like. That doesn't matter what the money is. You know, there's well, no there's a whole expectation that goes along with it that you're supposed to know what it is you want to do in order to do it. And then so you do something, you get into it, you start climbing the ladder because it's what you think you want to do. And then turns out that's not really it. It's not what you want to do. It's not what you want to spend your whole life doing. And that the change of direction requires asking the question. So I think going back to you know, do you feel rich? Asking yourself what you really need in order to feel rich is the same questions. I, this happened in one of my coaching calls yesterday. You know, we were talking about accountability and dependability and how to build that into a team. And you and I both know that you can't build accountability and dependability around you unless you do it with yourself first. Right. So I posed the question to her directly. I said, well, what does it look like for you to be accountable and dependable to yourself. What makes you feel accountable and dependable? What, when you put your head down at night, what do you have to do throughout the day in order to feel like you were accountable to yourself? And we built that list for her. And it was really interesting because it really didn't have a lot to do with her job necessarily. It was really more about the way she lived her life that made her feel accountable and so it would be the same thing with asking yourself, what do you need to feel rich? I guarantee you, it's not really having a certain amount of money. It's more about having enough money in order to do the things that you want to do. And then you can figure out the rest of the things around it that make you as a human being feel rich, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's workout part, whatever the things are that make you feel that you're full. You know, it, it just reminds me that at the height of my career, I was 34 years old, you know, and I had cars, I had vacations, I had houses, I had prestige. Everybody in the market knew who I was, but I was miserable. I didn't like it. And coming to grips with that is like when everybody around you thinks, you know, a lot of people wind up when they get divorced, people go, wow, I'm shocked. You guys look like the happiest couple in the world. There's no clarity. You're not aligned with who you really are, what you really want to do. When you made the decision to leave coaching, those are the kind of life-altering decisions because it had nothing to do with the money. It had nothing to do with the prestige, man. Everybody, including me, loved telling the story that you were a, a football coach. Oh, my God, that's great. But if you were a football coach and you were miserable and not living in, in the right skin, you know, so it's, it's unfortunate that we – 
are trained as a society to show, not feel. You know, and that's where I think the richness is when you can be really aligned. Like when you see people who are totally aligned with who they are, living their right life, you know, and, and I think for me, it took me a long time, it took me 50, almost 50 years to live, you know, why I had a marketing company when I was really a sales guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. very successful one at that. But, you know, so it's, it's just crazy. And I love that. And I love this whole dialogue um, for all of us that are in the huddle. The reason why I think people are attracted to us is because our relationship is genuine and we live that. What would you pay for that? Because everybody says, oh, I wish I had that. You know, what What money, what would you give up? You know, well, I've been doing this. Andrew Silverstein, uh, Silverman, who coached Jake, you know, yep. back in West, he posted something on Facebook when Jake posted. And his comment was, Steve, you've been doing this since day one. And now I see you in New York with the family working together. You earned it. God, what a great thing. Because if you really want wealth and you really want riches, you got to do the work. Right. I think that's the big takeaway is that it requires the work to have it. Right. So whatever, whatever the things are that are going to make you feel rich, there's nothing that's free. Everything has opportunity cost or sacrifice involved with it. And not just the sacrifice of something else, but then the discipline and the accountability to do the work to earn the things that you want, because that's what it's all about. And the reality that it's not going to happen overnight. You know, I mean, that was part of our conversation last night with with Andrew Koenig was, you know, what's the 30 year goal? So you can look at year one and say, I don't have to have my 30 year goal in 12 months. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right things that should be leading me to that goal. And as the environment changes and as the world changes and as things happen, make that continual check-in with yourself and your life and the people around you to say, are we still moving in the same direction and have the courage, if you're not, to make the hard decisions and make the incremental changes that will create the things you want. So Leslie Gusky, who's you know just a fan <laughs> to get, well, where did he go? Hold on. Where did his comment go? Right above. So hold on one second. Shay, you playing with me? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> read that. Rich is what you keep in your shirt pocket. Heart, not what's in your pant pocket. Wow. Well there's, done, Leslie. I love there, that. There's the uh, drop of the mic. And by the way, Leslie, you know, the, the thought behind all of my coaching for sales is that most people take a bow and arrow and shoot for the brain. I shoot for the heart, make a connection, make a genuine, real connection. And then the rest takes care of itself. So I'm going to close with another Seth Godin hack. It's called the lifeguard hack. And he starts out by saying this, that who are you to stand on main stage and give a speech? How appropriate for, for me to direct this to you, Mark. Who are you? You know, who are you to start a new project? Don't raise your hand. Someone else might have a better question. But who are you? This whole conversation about qualifications and whatever. Unless, this is the greatest unless. Unless you're a lifeguard on, du on duty and someone is drowning. In that situation, even if you're not the best lifeguard, you are pretty damn good enough. <laughs> He does an unbelievable job of talking about like if the temperature is not the right, it, none of the, the factors matter anymore. If you're the lifeguard on duty 
it's your responsibility to jump in and go get the person that's drowning. And the why behind that is because it's not about you. It's about them. And so if you live your life with the mentality of it's not about you, it's about them, you can be rich. I guarantee you, you'll be rich because of the way that you will create fulfillment around yourself. Gotta love it. So we got a couple minutes left and I'm glad I saved this. So what are you going to speak about tonight? I'm super excited. So we're going to talk, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap, I'm going to start it off by with some very simple acronyms for people that have been successful for me in football and in, and in sales, which are RPOs. And then we're going to talk about RPDs, which have been the disciplines of my life or the, or the foundations of my life, which are relationships, processes, and discipline. And then we're going to talk about what that means in the future of sales and how creating all of the different things around RPDs works for everybody. So um, I'm super excited to see you deliver it. It's all new content. Shay uh, just posted again um, how you can watch it virtually. Please watch it. Uh, bring your comments to the huddle tomorrow. There should be some great conversations. I'm assuming that that'll be some of your content for tomorrow so we can actually go deep and talk about all that kind of stuff. So for sure. Um, um, really, really, really great Wednesday. Hope you laughed at, uh, at the comment in the bathroom. That was certainly cool. Lots of good stuff. Being rich starts in your brain. So uh, you go out there, feel good about yourself. Do something that makes somebody else happy. See ya. Let's get down to business. Mom, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like